You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, Gossadis! Hey! How you doing, sir? What's up, homie? It's going pretty good. As good as it can go when it's 107 degrees outside. What the hell, man? Scorcher. Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. Not Not like like this. this. You know, it's funny you say that. I just, uh, you know, because instead of preparing for the show, I was looking through memes on Instagram, and <laughs> one of them was a picture of a tombstone in a, in a graveyard, and it said it just said Waldo, and then the little oh, like no. thread line was like, I always wanted to find you, Waldo, oh, no. but not like not this, like this. <laughs> not like this, yeah, it's <laughs> uh. and it made me laugh, because... Um, I have a weird sense of humor. You know? I think I saw a picture the other day. Um, it was Waldo kind of getting drunk at the bar. It said, everybody asks, where's Waldo? Not how's Waldo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's uh, it's, it's important to ask those questions of your friends and <laughs> loved ones. Make, go hug a friend. Go hug a loved one. Ask them how they're doing. Make their day better. The more you know. Knowing is half the battle. Oh. True believers, all right. Right All right, right. we've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. Um, uh, You know what? I want to try something different. I'm going to try something different this week. All right. We're going to run down real quick just the things we're going to touch on, so that way people kind of know what's coming at them. And we're going to go in the order, hopefully, that we're actually going to talk about these items. So if you want (laughs) to skip around in the podcast, I guess you could. You can try if if you want. If you don't like the mystery (laughs) of what the topics are, cover, you know, plug your ear holes for a couple seconds. So we've got, uh, yeah, I guess so, right? And also, sort of spoilers, I guess, but just we're just going to run through the topics real quick. Uh, Yeah, set the table, man. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Carnage as the villain in the new Venom movie. We're going to be talking Kevin Feige. Fags. Fags just reacting to some possible Spidey MCU news. Uh, we've got a first look at, or not first look, but a new first look, look at, at Infinity War exclusive to combo characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the only ones that have this picture. No one else at all. Don't even bother looking. You're not going to find it. Don't use Google. That's a waste of time. We're going to put it out there for you. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Marvel's new publishing thing. It's called Marvel Legacy. What we think about that, mm. uh, including a new turn for a very famous and popular character. Uh, and then we've got we finally find the identity of War Thor. We had talked Ooh. about that on a previous episode. We're going to be War talking uh, an update on Wonder Woman. Um, we're going to be looking at The Watchmen coming to HBO. Ooh, watch it, uh, we're gonna. <laughs> we've got a first image teaser look at Deadpool two, and finally, we're gonna be wrapping up this particular podcast with a look at the Spider Man PlayStation Four exclusive game that was exclusive re- footage. The footage that was revealed at E three recently. So th- those are all the topics. Hopefully, some of those uh, sound interesting to you listeners out there. And uh, we're gonna get started with the Carnage news. So. Okay, everyone was losing their shit about Tom Hardy as Venom, and rightfully so. That's a great start. We were, yes, you know, we were a little hesitant here at CBC uh, when it was revealed that Sony was going to take more of a hands-on approach to the Venom movie because they like to, they really like to screw around uh, with the with the Spider-Man property, and <laughs> uh, you generally want to see it in the MCU hands. But whatever. Now we're getting word. And let me tell you that as a comic collector, as a, a, a comic dealer of sorts, on the retail side, this news sent waves throughout the comic collecting community. Um, the first appearance of Carnage in the Amazing Spider-Man comic book is issue 361. Generally about a $50 comic if you just find it 
you know, like in, in a pretty good condition, just on its own, not graded or anything. That literally jumped overnight with this news to a, to about Ooh, 125. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it jumped up to $500. Okay. No, not quite that much. No. Though, though, if you do have one graded in like a 9.8, 9.8 or higher, I know this is inside baseball. It's a little nerdy. But if you, if you, they're, the way they're graded, they're graded on a 1 to a 9 scale and then from 9, 9.2, 9.4, 9, 9.6, 9, 9.8. All the way up to 9.9 and perfect 10.0, which is pretty rare. Anyway, 9.8 is kind of the standard for like mint mint condition. Um, that probably would net you well over 500, probably a thousand dollars at this point. But like, Ooh. go just a regular edition of that comic went from about 50 bucks, maybe 75 bucks to about 125, 150 dollars in literally overnight, doubled in yeah. value. Um, so the big news here, obviously, is that Carnage, if you know Venom, most people know Carnage as well. Carnage is the offspring of Venom. It's a, also a symbiote alien suit thing that gets on a serial killer in this yeah. case. So, like, you already take somebody who is deranged in Cassidy and, and then you give them, like, an evil alien symbiote to to then amp up to 11 you know spinal taps uh style uh so you know the fans are a buzz and here's the thing we keep hearing that that this movie could very well be an r-rated movie and if you're Mm -hmm. bringing in carnage as the villain then yeah you probably should make it rated r because he's in in the comic the most famous carnage storyline is called maximum carnage and it's literally (laughs) like a 14, 15 part story of Carnage just killing people all over the place, left and right, just like mass murdering people. Yikes! Goes just tears through New York. Um, it's a it's a good story. I mean, it's a pretty good story. Um, but it's violent, you know. So you, I definitely think you would need to go rated R if you're going to bring him in. Uh, what do you think about this news, Chris? Are you, do you think this is the way to go? Should they have featured more Spidey instead of Carnage, or do you hmm. think, do you think this gamble is worth it? Do you think it'll pay off? Yeah, no, I'm excited to see like uh, exactly where this path leads because, uh, and like you said, we, this is not the like we said last time. Spider-Man is kind of the direct foil and the direct kind of uh, I guess antagonist for Venom if you're gonna make a Venom-centric movie. But if we have Carnage in here, are we opening up the to the greater Spider-Verse? Are we going to get really, really crazy with the outfits? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I, I kind of like the the ideas of, like, two two real bad guys kind of going at it. Right, right. And, like, in this instance, you have uh, in Venom, like, a, maybe an anti-hero at best, but, like, maybe somebody that's more moral, morally ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And then Carnage is this straight-up, like, Joker, batshit crazy maniac, you right. know? So, if I'm if I'm doing it in like terms of alignments, like D and D alignments, is chaotic neutral for Venom, yeah. then chaotic evil for Carnage. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, you know, actually, it could work out. Um, and it's funny that you say, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with the Kevin Feige segment. But uh, you know, how far reaching is this going to be? Because we could see other supplemental characters, like maybe a Black Cat, a Silver Sable, hmm. um, you know, other peripheral Spider-Man characters. Slide. <laughs> Sure, sure. I mean, you could get the rocket racer in there while you're at it. Big wheel? Big, yeah, big wheel? Yes, dude. I. Oh, wow, yeah, big wheel. was not expecting a big wheel reset right now. Um, I think here's the question that's on everyone's minds, and this is sort of a casting corner adjacent topic at, at this point. A corner because, of casting corner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So it's like it's like a, it's like Inception. We're going into the corner of the casting corner. Who's going to play Carnage? As of right now, I don't think there's any even uh, rumored names attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was giving it some thought. This is not my own opinion necessarily because I've seen this floated around. But a lot of people are, are starting to, to clamor with Jackie Earl Haley otherwise known as Rorschach from Watchmen. Uh, he's also Freddy Krueger in the Freddy Krueger or the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot that did not do so well. 
but he he's a he's a pretty solid actor and and he's kind of got the look uh not that they have to be married to how the character looks in uh in the comic book mm-hmm. but but he does kind of bear a similar resemblance uh to Cleves Cassidy um uh in the comic who who do you who would you like to see uh, take on this role if you could hmm. if you if you had carte blanche and you could pick anybody out there Oh man, uh, that's, uh, I, run, I want to reach for Al Pacino right right away. Uh, <laughs> barring that, <laughs> I mean, he played the devil, so <laughs> right. Um, no, no, an uh, actual pick would probably be. Um, I don't know the dude's actual actor name, okay. but uh, William, the guy who plays uh, William in Westworld, the the younger one. Uh, I guess the spoilers for Westworld, right? But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he also plays um, McPoyle. In Always Sunny, God damn, what is his name? Okay, I'm going to the IMDb right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have an IMDb off. Let's. Why is he this hard to find? Oh my god. It's not Jeffrey Wright. Is no, it's no, no Jeffrey Wright's the other dude. Uh, William, William, William. Other William. Here oh, we go. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Simps. Jimmy Simps. He's the man. That uh, I could see that, and also. With the success of Westworld, you know he's he's a bit of a property. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think people would recognize him, and but not so much so that he's like typecast. Right. Uh, that's that's pretty. I like that. I like that. So, what I'm gonna ask here of the CBC listeners out there is let us know who you think should play Carnage. Um, you know. Should it be Sheamus from the WWE wrestling universe? He's got red hair. <laughs> Should it be Daniel Bryan? <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yes, yes, yes. Like Daniel yeah. Bryan? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. So we want to know, let, you, you all let us Should know. Should it be Shawn you, Michaels? Hey, I mean, he's not doing anything these days. Mm, should it be Karen Gillian? Should it? Ooh. Yes, please. Yes, please. And thank you. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean, I want her in all the things. Um, wow. She's great. She's great. I'm just saying she's really nice and super charming and a pretty great actress. Thanks, Dad. It's all glass of water there. Thanks, Dad. Um, sounds fair. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, so. Promises, promises. <laughs> Kevin Feige's not having a good week. The fakester. If you are, if you are to believe what his facial reactions will portray, <laughs> he's not having a good week. Uh, so recently, he and Amy Pascal of Sony Studios fame were interviewed, and at one point in the interview, they asked sort of openly to both of them, but I guess more pointedly to Pascal. You know, are are the Spider-Man spinoff films, so like Venom, the Black and Silver, Black Cat, Silver Sable film, and any other films that might be coming out later, are they going to be in any way related to the MCU or like the MCU Spidey with Tom Holland? And Amy Pascal immediately sold it, and she was like, yes, absolutely. We're really happy to be Whoa. working together, to be collaborating. On and as she is doing this... <laughs> Fags Fags is swallowing hard. He's <laughs> he's eating a box of saltines. Oh. He has no water. He has taken the cinnamon challenge and he is failing. Uh he's blinking. It looks like maybe his eyes might be watering just a tad and he is <laughs> swallowing very hard. So much so that people uh when I say people I mean nerds on the internet have gone and taken the gif or taken the video, turned it into a gif, turned it into a thing, and it, it's not quite sad Affleck level um, <laughs> of prevalent, but it, it is definitely out there, and it's a it's a thing now. Something's something's fighting to get down that throat there. Uh, it looks like he's <laughs> swallowing both of their prides. Uh, the thing is, it, it kind of gives me the sense that like they didn't really discuss this beforehand. <laughs> And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we have not talked about this. Um, if your movies are shit, we don't want them anywhere near the MCU. Uh, mm. It's just pretty funny. But, like, do you think just based on – because the thing is, that's such a natural reaction. You know what I mean? Like, he 
it caught him so off guard that I feel like it's very telling. I don't feel like this is one of those instances where people are making too much of something small. Right. Because I think it is a natural, like, his natural reaction in real time to what's happening. Yeah. Do no, you... he's definitely got pocket sixes on this one. Do you... Nothing on the pop. <laughs> do, you, do you think that this is going to be in any way a strain on the relationship between Sony and, and, and Marvel Studios moving forward? Man, I hope so. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I just wanted to see it get real messy because Disney's in charge now. The mouse is in the house. Yeah. So they got the lawyers, the good ones. Um, yeah, I don't even know why. Uh, how long until they just run ramshot over all these like licenses? All the properties. Yeah. yeah. They just pull I mean, them all back. Yeah, I want to see a fantastic uh, MCU Fantastic Four movie next year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what God. What are they going to do about it? You know what? What are they going to do? <laughs> Okay, you know what? I forgot to put this on the on the on the ledger thing. We'll talk about this real quick. So, Ooh. because you mentioned it, this is sidetrack. It's, it's just a rumor. Okay, I just saw this in one place. I haven't really confirmed it yet. So at this point, this is very very much a rumor. Okay, but supposedly Fox Studios is dead set on making another Fantastic Four film. Oh my god! However, this time. They're going to go the PG market, mm-hmm. and it's going to focus on Sue and uh, Reed Richards' kids as they go on adventures. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that apparently is what they're floating now, and they're going to— Hot garbage. Is what they're floating. I mean, that's that's all they do. That's all they know how to do with Fantastic Four. I really wish they would just give them back to Marvel. Just give them back, man. Let Marvel have Galactus and Silver Surfer, please, and Doctor Doom. Please. So hidden. They're so hidden <laughs> from the Marvel Studios. Uh, but yeah, that's just a small sidetrack. We will definitely be touching on that if, if that becomes more concrete in any way, shape, or form. I yeah. sincerely hope it doesn't. You know, the way things are going uh, with some of these superhero properties, it probably will. Um, We'll get there when we get there. Uh, All right, moving on. Back on the tracks. Yeah, back on the track. We got a little um, candid picture, I guess. Although, who knows? You know, everything is so controlled with Disney and Marvel these days. Uh, This was probably filtered through like 15 or 16 different people before it was released onto the internet. But it's a quote-unquote candid picture of none other than Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo? and and Benedict, yeah, Mark Buffalo, and Benedict Wong. Yes, Wong Strong. Uh, hashtag Wongstrong, yes! Hashtag Wongstrong. Uh, they're all chilling. Looks like maybe they're grabbing a bite to eat in between takes or some, some on the, such. On the, on the same side of the table. Yeah, you're right. It does look forced now. Um, so a lot of people are tagging this Benedict Squared or Science Bros for, of course, <laughs> uh, Ruffalo and, and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that's a thing from a, the first Avengers movie. Um not a lot to say. I mean, we're going to throw the picture up on the thread on Facebook. So if you're listening to this through iTunes or SoundCloud, right. just follow it to Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Neil before pod. And you can see the thread where this uh, particular podcast is listed and you'll see the picture there. We'll also hmm. throw the gif of or gif of fake yes. not having it. That'll definitely face. be on there. The fake face. Fake face is going to be in full effect <laughs> on the thread. Um, I think the only thing to mention in this picture is that, um, oh, they're eating salad. They have some San Pellegrino. They have a quoi. Um, but uh, Benedict Wong, Robert Downey Jr., and Benedict Cumberbatch are all in costume. Uh, Ruff of the, the Buffalo uh, just has a T-shirt on. Rough and buff, man. Uh, you know, maybe he's just too cool for school. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it could be that maybe they were, you know, he was just on set, but they were doing Hulk stuff or... You know, like mocap. You know what I mean. Like, so it's just going to be the Hulk there. Definitely true. And maybe he's just acting in the place. You know, so he doesn't necessarily need a costume. Um, but yeah, it's just it. I think the coolest thing about this is that you just you see Doctor Strange yeah. mingling with Iron Man and, and yeah, yeah. Hulk or Banner. You know, and Wong too. Uh, but it's just like 
if I told you that Avengers Infinity War, what's the over under on Avengers Infinity War making three billion dollars worldwide? Ooh, worldwide, uh, worldwide, world, worldwide, worldwide. I think we're looking at a. Oh, that might be a push. That might be the number. You might have hit the the button there. Right, right at fifty, like fifty, like. Well, three three billion might be. I mean, that's a lot. That's a yeah, lot. That's, I think. That's I think, a lot of I think money. the highest gross. You know what? You know what? Yeah, it might be. Let's is, it back. <laughs> it's Avatar, 1. right? 9? No, 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 Avatar. I think it's. I think it's over two bills, right? It's okay. Like two and a half, almost. But you got you got to think that by the time this movie comes out, the movie tickets are going to be more expensive. You've got IMAX. You've got 3D. You've got real yeah. D screenings. Yeah, yeah. You've got the Chinese market, which has blown up since Avatar came out. That's true. It's going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Doctor Strange. I think what we're looking at is a number that kind of exceeds, like, the physical boundaries and becomes a more mystical uh, box office draw. Man. Dude, Wong is in there. Wong is up in there. What's up, Wong? Shout out. You know what the crazy thing is? By Wong being in there, it, let's just say let's say the movie even hits two billion worldwide, right? He mm-hmm. immediately becomes uh, just off the strength of that movie. Not Dude, even a lister, man. Yeah. Right. Not even including Doctor Strange. He becomes what top fifty highest grossing actors of all time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just off of that one film. It's a pole vault. That's what's happening. I mean, good job, Marvel. I, I just, I think it's gonna at least hit two billion. Maybe three billion is a bit ambitious. I can't. I don't see how it doesn't hit two billion worldwide, though. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. That's which is amazing to think. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, Marvel must have a combined net worth of a small country. Yeah. Easily. Well, it's a good thing they do. It's a it's a good thing they do. It's a good thing that Marvel Studios is doing so well because mm-hmm. Marvel Publishing. Uh oh. Uh, not so much. Okay, was like that not, a natural segue? Yeah, yeah, they're back, baby. <laughs> not so much Marvel Publishing. Um, so this week, Marvel has been teasing again. Marvel Publishing has been teasing. Quote unquote, direct quote unquote, <laughs> something that will change the industry. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, like, Ma- yeah. Like, let me, let me, let me try to pause it here. Are we talking about like, um, maybe more people of color as writers? Are we talking about, uh, you know, maybe sticking to like a progressive, more you know, inclusive? Lineup, yeah, or like maybe even financially, like a lower price point on comics. Oh, whoa, like, like a subscription model, right? Because they're like, or like a Netflix model, yeah, like, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, comics are four dollars each at Marvel. That's uh, that's a lot, man. You buy like four comics after Jack's eyes emoji, eyes emoji, already. right? So, no, it's unfortunately none of those things. Uh-oh. <laughs> um. Man, you know, it makes me sad now that you said it because it, I really wish it had been more diversity within, like, the writers, artists, and editorial staff. <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> it's not that. Um, no, it turns out that this big Marvel Legacy rebrand, mm-hmm. at least at the forefront, is going to be kicked off by um, a series of cover swipes. That pay homage to famous Marvel comics of yesteryear, uh, all the way from the uh, 60s up until probably the 90s. Hmm. Um, And what that is, you know, for those that are not terribly familiar, a cover swipe is when you take a comic book. So, like, you know, one of the most famous comics of all time is Amazing Fantasy 15. It has Spider-Man swinging in between like two buildings and he's carrying a person under his arm it's a very famous cover it's his first appearance Mm -hmm. a cover swipe of that might be spider gwen in the same pose but carrying uh like a woman under her arm okay that's a thing it's pretty popular they do it with variant covers um like the hip-hop variants yes like the hip-hop variants which marvel does oh by the way marvel's going to be doing and this is actually pretty cool uh i just hope they don't do so many that like it oversaturates but they're going to be doing a rock and roll version of 
the hip hop thing. So again, okay. for uh, now we're, we're double, we're double <laughs> sidetrack. Yeah. So the hip hop variant covers are what Marvel decided to do. I think about a year ago is they took very famous hip hop album covers and and reconfigured them to look uh, to incorporate their characters. So like my, one of my favorite ones is uh, Miss Marvel. And the cover looks like the the album cover to Lauren Hill's "The Miseducation of Lauren Hill." Yeah. Okay. There's like an NWA one that's like the straight out of Compton, right? And then it's but it's like it's like the Avengers. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Straight out of comics. That's uh, I think is it. Like, I think it's a female crew. I forget who it is. Oh no, it's it's the A Force. I think yeah. it's the A Force. There's so, uh, Three Feet High and Rising with the X Men. Yeah. Uh, instead of De La Soul, there's 36 Chambers with, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. That one's really good, too. I think that one's got Iron Fist, maybe? Yeah, yeah I think so. Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Anyway, so they're going to be doing a rock version in one of those. And I saw, like, a, a teaser image. And we'll throw this on the thread, too. It's Rocket in space chasing, like, uh, money in space. But he's, like, floating. And so it looks like the baby chasing the dollar from Nirvana's Nevermind. Oh. <laughs> Right, so that's cool. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, it'll be cool to see what they come up with, um, and those are cool. Those are variant covers. Those are kind of like a one-time thing for right. each I mean, character. You wouldn't like, you know, hinge your whole publishing season on it, right? It's just an, a niche thing. It's like an offshoot niche thing. But what Marvel's doing with Marvel Legacy here in the in the in the in the, uh, the cover swipes, that's that's apparently their big rebranding is going to be part of that and so uh, or that's going to be like a big focal point within it and and the thing that is concerning about this is one that is not revolutionary in any way shape or form <laughs> doing a cover swipe or a variant cover has been done to death for the last five years or so for the last ever yeah for the last ever um it really just feels like a money grab which is what marvel publishing gets bashed about a lot, you know, as is like they've been getting bashed about that for a while now, and honestly, this doesn't move the needle in the in the other direction at all. Uh, and not only that, I did a little bit more research. Supposedly, and if this is true, this I mean, to me, my opinion, this is Alfred here. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible fucking idea. It's a TFI. Whoa. Oh, hot take to the max. What I read is what they're considering doing is taking old storylines, like famous storylines from like the 60s and 70s and sort of updating the story and using newer characters in that same story. So like so like in Amazing Spider-Man number 50, for instance, there's this very it's a very famous issue where on the cover it says Spider-Man no more. And it's Peter Parker walking away and the Spider-Man costume um, or in the comic, one of the images is like the Spider-Man costume thrown in the trash can. Right. And he's decided like being a superhero is too much. It's, it's, it's requiring too much of him. And so he decides not. So like say doing that, but then, you know, again with Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen no more. Uh-huh. And it's essentially the same story. So if they are going to do that, I don't, I don't see how anyone buys in. It's, I mean, it's not an homage if you call it out, is it? I mean, this seems more like lazy writing <laughs> more than anything. And that's the thing. They have talented writers. They have talented writers there. They also have, there are also talented comic writers that aren't even signed to Marvel or DC for that matter that they could scoop up. But just simply updating and retelling a story that's already been told. They're literally doing the comic book version of a reboot remake that they Uh. do in movies. And we all saw how well The Mummy's doing. (laughs) Why would you bring that business model to comic books? Comic books are already struggling as is. You don't need to take something that already fails in the movie sector and try to port it over to the comic books. I think it's a terrible, again, TFI, terrible fucking idea um i don't know marvel huge thumbs down from me i can't believe they're doing this wow yeah this is this is really weird because like you were saying earlier like you know uh the comic the the mcu is kind of taking some cues from comics but not that much anymore it seems like 
Uh, it almost seems like the reverse now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this is this is odd. This is really odd. I, I mean, I wonder what kind of straights uh, led them to this line of thinking. You know, you brought up a good point. I think ultimately for comics to, to continue to be a thing, and it's going to kill the collector market to some extent, but I think they have to go digital. I think they have to fully immerse into digital and then do a Netflix type thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately going to be the way the, the industry has to shift. And there's hmm. going to be a lot of uproar initially, but you know, everyone's on their tablets and phones all the time. Now, anyway, mm-hmm. you have to make it accessible, easily accessible to people. Um, you know, physical media is dying out as a, as an entertainment model. Oh, uh, so so this just, is actually more of like the problem with the newspapers then. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. But I mean, but doesn't it make sense? Where did comic books kind of initially get their start? Um, it, as, as comic strips in newspapers. In the newspapers. Yeah. Right. So, so it, it makes sense for ultimately for comics to kind of suffer the same fate as, as newspapers in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully there's more to it, uh, but if this is your big first step, you know, yeah. in, in comedy, uh, James, our friend James, and he's been on the podcast a few times. Fr- friend, fr- friend's a bit strong, but okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair. <laughs> friend of me? Friend of me, James Buskis. But he, you know, and he does, he's a professional comic, and in, in stand-up comedy, they always say, lead off with your second best joke, and then you your closer is your best bit, right? So, like, I don't know that they necessarily, Marvel is following that that paradigm at all, but even if this is their second best idea for Marvel Legacy, that's not a good sign that, that this is what they're leading with. I, mm-hmm. I hope there's more to this Marvel Legacy thing. I hope that it gets significantly better, but much like the DCEU, I have many, 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 many doubts Ooh. about what is going to happen here they chose poorly yes they did all right move moving on uh one kind of thing cool thing that might come out of this marvel legacy i mean i think it's kind of cool it's actually pretty divisive based on the internet reaction but apparently marvel is teasing um an image of war machine who i most people know now from the mcu uh roadie james Rhodes, as is basically I mean, come on, people. It's a black Iron Man. It's black Iron Man. The suit is black. Uh, he's black Iron Man. He's got guns. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what black, he is. Y'all. He's, he's black, y'all. And he's, he's black, black, and he's black, black, and black, and he's black. 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 Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. It's, it is what it is, okay? I'm just like, I'm not trying to make this a racial thing, but that's what he is. Okay. So in the comic, he's, you know, War Machine exists, although if I remember correctly, I think it was in Civil War Two. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh... James Rhodey gets killed by Thanos. Oh. Just punches, literally punches through him. He's <laughs> done after that. Um, but they're teasing a return of War Machine. Okay, but the image of War Machine has a skull kind of painted on the front, and people are immediately drawing the connection to the Punisher. Uh-huh. And is the Punisher now going to be the new War Machine? Um kind of a cool idea it's not like the the coolest thing i've ever heard of i have a feeling this is the kind of thing where this will stick for like a year and then they're just gonna drop it oh uh, yeah uh, i have a real strong feeling about that but but what are your thoughts chris what do you think about huh. possibly sort of combining two characters and making punisher and war machine essentially one character yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. I mean, uh, I can't really think of another analog for that. I guess like Falcon is new Captain. Right. Uh, yeah, right. I guess when they took Falcon and made him into Captain America, and they just became one. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Punisher's definitely on the upswing. I mean, I'm definitely pretty hyped for that series on. I think it's Netflix. Yeah. Um, they they cast a perfect actor for him. Uh, yeah. No, I I I like that. You know, I know the Valiant comic side is trying to get started in the cinema end so maybe just kind of like a subtle f you to valiant uh saying that oh we're gonna have our own man of war in the right. war machine <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of get jump on that Exo Man Award dollar, I guess. Like, ba- come on, Marvel, let Valiant have some, okay? They're just they want scraps. They're just they're gonna trying- drink your milkshake. They drink it up. They they do. They drink it all up. Um, wow. So yeah, okay. And then again, CBC listeners out there in the CBC universe, let True us believers. let us know what you think. Is do you want to see Punisher kind of become the new War Machine? Um, I mean, would Frank Castle become unstoppable if he essentially has the Iron Man armor? Oh, man. It's I mean, like Batman getting a Green Lantern ring. He's, he's going to take out some dudes, some terrorist cells and stuff, I imagine, immediately. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, it could be a swerve. Who knows? But we'll, we'll keep tabs on it. All right. Again, we're sticking with Marvel Publishing. See, we, we do talk comics. You know, we are we do predominantly cover like the movies and the TV shows and whatnot. We're, we're, we, we do touch upon the comics, and here's another example. We did talk about this before, and Chris, you had the best, single best idea. I feel like if Marvel oh, yes. had just rebranded around yeah. this idea that you had. Yeah, we could have had fun. They would have uh, profitable as far as the eye could see. The cosplay opportunities. <laughs> and this is, of course, we're talking about the identity of War Thor, uh, which is fun to say. Take a second here. I'll, we'll pause so you guys can sound it out. Yeah, yeah. War Thor. Oh, War Thor. All right. So I hope you had fun with that. It's fun. Wasn't to say. that fun? Words Was, are fun. Words, words are our friends, guys. Um, we talked about the identity of War Thor and who could possibly be War Thor. Chris, for real quick, for those that have not, for whatever reason, not heard that particular episode, just yeah. very quickly, what was your thought on who? Because we didn't know who was wielding the ultimate uh, Mjolnir hammer. Right. Uh, what was your idea for that? Uh, and Mjolnir has made a cinematic appearance. He's a definitely known entity. Uh, my pick for Warthor was Mjolnir. A Mjolnir wielding another Mjolnir. Yes. He's the only one that's worthy. Oh, gosh. I love it. I love it so much. It's like... We talk about little, this all the time. Strap. Oh my god! Just holding it, swinging it around with a little helmet on and a little cape. <laughs> I didn't even think about the helmet. Oh my god! I had I had a series arc planned for it, and, and like in like the issue thirteen, he, he you know six one six Mjolnir would see Ultimate Mjolnir, Ultimate Mjolnir's pommel and see the Hydra logo on the bottom of it, and like they'd have like oh my god they have a standoff at the cliffhanger. Uh, it was. I had it out. I had it out. <laughs> Marvel, what are you doing, Marvel Publishing? Hire Chris Gossett is right now. That's what you need to do for Marvel Legacy. Holy Not shit! Me? That is, yeah, man. That's a. You shouldn't be giving them these ideas for free. <laughs> it's so good. I would read the shit out of that. At least a six-issue run miniseries. It would. Yes. It was so good. Unfortunately, and spoiler alert for those that haven't read the Mighty Thor issue number 20, it was revealed as to who exactly is the War Thor. And it is none other than... Volstag of the Warriors 3. Trying to picture which one that is. He's the kind of dwarfish dude. He's got a beard. He's very jolly in the comic. He's very jolly. He loves to eat. He loves to drink him some, some um, mead, ale? some mead? ale, some mead. Uh, he's having a jolly good time, ninety nine percent of the time. That is no more. <laughs> uh oh. If if you read, and I'm not going to spoil it here. Like I'm not going to go through the story, but like if you read the Mighty Thor issue twenty, some shit goes down, and dude is not having it. He's Kevin Feige facing. All over the place. He's fake facing <laughs> all over the place to the point where he where he. What's up, Fakes? What's up, Kevin Fakey? You know, we know you listen to this, man. He's, he fights the ultimate millionaire and and then shit goes down. He becomes War Thor. It is a pretty cool comic. Uh, it's it's a good story. And if you haven't read any of the Thor, you could literally just read that issue and it it, it takes it from there. Um, Metal. Brutal. It's very brutal. It's very metalocalypse. It's brutal. It's an explosion. Like it's very, it's very dark metal. Mermaider, mermaider, mermaider. Oh man. Um. All right. Switching gears. Let's talk some DC. We haven't talked any uh, hey. DC so far. Don't worry, DC fans. We're gonna get to you. 
And again, positive DC news story. Wonder that, Woman. Positive DC, that must mean Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Wonder Woman has crossed 300 million, not globally, not globally, Ooh. domestic 300 million. Three bills large for Wonder Woman. Round of sound for Wonder Woman. Wow, hey. wow. That is fantastic. Uh, couldn't have gone to a more deserving movie. Nice to see that it is so commercially successful. Um, I think we talked about this before, but DC and Warner Brothers totally effed themselves because they apparently didn't have that much faith in the movie. Uh, so they signed uh, Patty Jenkins to one film, to one <laughs> film contract. Yeah, guess what, man? You're going to need her back for part two, and now they have to like double up her salary. Uh, good job, guys. Uh, yeah. Come on. Um, but the sequel is on its way, and, and uh, Jenkins is attached, from what I understand. So at least they did end up poning up that money. Uh, continues to be a juggernaut. Right now, it only trails uh, Batman vs. Superman, Donna Justice, and Suicide Squad by about $30 million and $25 million respectively. I suspect that Wonder Woman will eclipse both of those before the end of its theatrical run. What say you, Chris? Yeah, definitely. I, I think we're only a month in to it being out. So um, I definitely agree with that assessment. Yeah, it's um, it's such a much better film than those other two. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't even it be close. To do those, it deserves to do those numbers. Yeah, definitely. It, um, you know, and it's funny, like, uh, you know, we have some friends that actually weren't super huge fans of the film, which I thought was interesting. But, you know... That's cool. Like, it's good that that different people have different opinions about the film. But I think, by and large, almost everyone would agree that it is, at least in terms of narrative, light years ahead of, in terms of cohesion, cohesive narrative, light years (laughs) ahead of Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. So So it's an actual story. Yeah. Uh, Okay, more DC news. Uh, Sort of. I mean, Vertigo, it's part of the DC imprint. Mm -hmm. Uh, We already got the Zack Snyder Watchmen, which, again... I'm a huge fan of, but it, it also a blank check. It also yeah, the double-edged sword of that is it gave Snyder way too much power, and people, you know, I guess that in 300, like yeah, people just gave him way too much credit because he's just running amok now, like an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> shots nice. fired, shots fired. Um, <laughs> So we're gonna get a we're gonna get a, another Watchmen treatment, believe it or not. Like the graphic novel wasn't enough, the animated wow. comic movie wasn't enough, the the mm. the movie wasn't enough. Apparently, the action figures aren't enough. But on the plus side, we have attached to it a couple of really cool entities uh, in terms of a person and a network. We've got Damon uh, Lindelof from The Leftovers, which Ooh. is a highly critically acclaimed show on HBO. Uh, one of their highest uh, uh, praised, most praised uh, original series that HBO has ever produced. And he's bringing Watchmen to HBO. So, you know, we thought we thought that Snyder was able to do a lot of cool stuff with Watchmen with the rated R film. Mm-hmm. Wait till wait till someone gets a hold of it and is able to do an unrated, yeah, like HBO show. Yeah, man, just with, just for the subscribers. Yeah, it's get weird. It's gonna get real weird. I mean, they don't even have to worry about the R rating at all. Nope. So, um, man, I I feel like this isn't something that needs to exist, but at the same time, I'm very intrigued. I'm really curious as mm-hmm. to. How this turns out. And not only that, you have a long form series here with a TV show. You can do 12 one hour episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could do literally an episode for each issue of the comic book. Rorschach Journal. <clears throat> yeah. And I think I think that is where it gets interesting. That's where it gets, you know, kind of appetizing when you yep. when you realize that they can get into the real nitty gritty of that series, because there's a lot of shit going on in that comic series. If you haven't read Watchmen, you should be you should read Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of layers, man. It's a it's an onion of awesome. Um, so I don't know. I kind of think it could work. I think it could work. I just hope that it is that it offers something new. Yeah, you know that that's my biggest concern. 
I don't want it to be 90% of something I've already seen before. Hmm. Any thoughts on uh, Watchmen hitting HBO? Is this the first movie that's going to... No, of course not. Uh, no, that's a stupid question. There's other ser- franchises that have gone from movie to series. Um, yeah, no, uh, with uh, Lindelof in, in charge, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look good. I mean, it's going to... At, at this point, I kind of just wanted to let the mystery be. Uh, shout out to the Leftovers fans. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm interested. I, I definitely love this um, kind of... Watchmen's a deconstruction of kind of like the superhero genre as a right. whole. Right. So uh, there's a lot of things to do. Like, uh, there's a lot of kind of meta-narrative uh, statements to be said about people who watch superhero uh, films and TV shows. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and exactly. That's what I meant about the layers... Uh, yeah. So, you know, again, uh, and it also, this is, this is where kind of like how Marvel does their, their stuff on Netflix. Here's DC. It's kind of throwing their hat into the game, uh, where they're going to do kind of more of an adult approach to some of their properties. So mm. that, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I just thought about that right now, but like, DC you know I mean? after Cause, dark because they have like the CW shows and stuff, but that that's like network, it's like family, oh, yeah. kind of almost kid stuff in a way. Arrowverse, right? The Arrowverse, and but so th- this HBO Watchmen show is more in line with the Netflix, you know, Jessica Jones. And, Put the kids to bed, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, switching gears. Now we're talking Marvel, but we're talking Marvel Fox. Um, <laughs> An uneasy union. <laughs> right? Oh, man. See, now I'm thinking about Fantastic Four again. Jeez. <laughs> oh, just. Uh. Okay. I just made fake face right now. Like, it's. It hits you gotta me choke, deep. You gotta choke it down, mm, dude. Mm, hits me deep. Ah, hey. <laughs> uh, so hard swallow. Uh, but we it's pretty cool. Uh, Ryan Reynolds threw a picture, uh, first kind of official picture from Deadpool 2 on set. He's in full Deadpool costume. He is laying down on the ground. There is a mansion in the background. Many assume this to be the, uh, you know, Xavier School mansion, and it, it's quite possible that that's what it is. It doesn't really look like the mansion has looked in other films, but, f- I mean... I mean, it keeps getting blown up. Fuck continuity, man. Like, who knows? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? If it <laughs> looks like it or doesn't, whatever. If they say that's what it is, that's fine. Who cares? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about it. He's just kind of reposed there on the ground and, you know, it looks cool. I'm glad that the, the movie has started filming. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, what to say. I, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? You, no, I think you're kind of definitely on the right track. This says more about the production end of it than it does about like, like what's actually out there. It, like I'm talking about like the suits. They want to say like, we're still making this. Uh, we know there was a lot of like a uh, trepidation going into, you know, Getting new director, getting the story right, like, or I guess you know, finalizing who's who and right, who's back. new composer, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I forgot about the composer. <laughs> we called him out. I forgot what his name was. DJ something. Junkie XL. Uh, junkie motherfucking Junkie XL. You can still catch the hands, homie. Um, <laughs> right here, hot and ready. <laughs> I got that's, that. that's a challenge. <laughs> oh, you know what? Side note. Another sidetrack. Sidetrack. Danny Elfman has now, because with Joss Whedon in the Justice League, Uh uh, he's brought in Danny Elfman to do some composition work for Justice League. I think taking over for Junkie XL. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's not. I'm pretty sure it is, though. But I know that Danny Elfman's now involved is is the thing. And so, yeah, man. You know, the, I almost wonder if, like, behind the scenes, there's these, mm-hmm. like, composer wars, like these composer <laughs> battles, sort of like an anchor man when all the different anchor oh, crews no. meet up. Like, that's kind of what I'm picturing, though. You got, like, Hans oh. Zimmerman. You yeah. got, you got John, like, Williams. John Williams, Junkie <laughs> XL, I guess. And then, like, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and, oh. like, Daft Punk Danny Elfman. Daft Punk, yeah, they're, like, they're just, like, floating on a cloud, <laughs> not even messing with the fray. They're just, like, enjoying themselves. <laughs> like, Pharrell is out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I picture it, you know? Oh, man. Uh, 
<laughs> so we that got, fan art? We got we got sidetracked there. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a good point. That's a salient point. That I think it is a way of maybe the studio execs just saying, "Hey, look, guys, it's this is still a thing, and it's moving along smoothly." Uh, and it it should it should move along smoothly. Hopefully, get those wallets ready. Hopefully, they don't mess it up, man. Because Deadpool's a pretty strong property for them. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing, but not least in any way, shape, or form, this week. And of course, I'm talking about Spider Man. We're talking Spider Man stuff Uh-oh. because, of course, we are. The web uh, Because as long as I'm breathing, we are gonna <laughs> we are gonna Christ. find a way to pigeonhole Spider Man into <laughs> nearly every podcast. Um, but this time, like, it's a legitimate thing, honestly. It's it's really cool. Uh, E3 came out. E3 happened. Um, lots of big promises. Lots of uh, hyperbole. Lots of exaggeration being thrown mm. about. Lots of adjectives, I guess. As is tradition. Uh, as is, yes, as is the many a tradition of E3. Yes. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Wong? Where'd Wong come from? This- did he have a sling ring this He's, whole time? Yep. I mean, you know he does. You know he does. You know that man do. You know he gets around. Just call him Nightcrawler. He's bamfing everywhere. <laughs> um, but one of the coolest things that, that we got to see at this year's E3 was the game footage of the new Spider-Man PlayStation 4 exclusive uh, video game. And spoiler alert, by the way. And we'll probably throw this this YouTube video up on the thread as well. It's pretty long. It's about eight or nine minutes. Um, at the very end of it, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. At the very end of it, though, make sure you watch till the end. At there, the very end of it, Gwen shows up from the dead. <laughs> There's <laughs> a zombie Gwen hand reaches up. Zombie Gwen shows up and rips hearts out. She rips Peter's heart out, and that's that's to be continued. Uh, no, th- there is a very <laughs> familiar and popular character in the Spider-Man mythos that pops up uh, and you kind of wonder how that character is going to relate into this video game but let's talk about the game itself Uh, one thing I will say is if it is in fact real gameplay which is you know it's suspect they have these videos and stuff and the way for those that don't know the way that some of these tech demos actually work, even though it shows the person like playing with a controller, that's all pan- pantomime stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're just they're working off of a pre-rendered video thing. Uh, sometimes it is actual gameplay, but like a lot of times it's not. Right. They'll go through odd links to like kind of you know they won't say it's actual gameplay footage. It's like oh, it's rendered in the game engine. Uh, it's real time game engine footage. It's just like <laughs> there's so many kind of qualifiers to that. It doesn't make any sense now. But let's just say that if this was in fact actual real real time gameplay, mm-hmm. it was very rehearsed. It, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty smooth. The way the person playing the game progresses through the game is nearly flawless. Yeah, there's nothing like the where you you want to go one way, but you kind of like stammer a little bit. You like should I go this way or this should way? Should I go or, left or oh, right? Way. And then the camera kind of spins around for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game looks insane. Uh, just the the graphics, the texture models, uh, the texture mapping. I'm sorry, the character models, the the sound. It's got a very big budget feel to it, like mm-hmm. like a movie. Um, it's got some, you know, and people love and hate these, but like quick time events uh, that you do in the game. It features uh, a new villain, like a villain that's that's in the comic, but he's pretty new and he generally isn't featured. Um, in any other game that I'm aware of. So that's cool that we're getting something a little new there. The the combat style looks very reminiscent of Batman, like Arkham Asylum, yep. which has a fantastic uh, fighting uh, you know uh, system, fighting engine within the game. So if they're mimicking that and they're able to pull it off, uh, I think it's Insomnia Games or Insomniac is the yeah. is the yeah. is the company, right? What are your first thoughts on on Spider Man? It's it's been a minute since I played like a, a really really fun Spider Man game. Uh, I think PlayStation Two was the last I remember. Um, but yeah, no, I, this is this looks really good. This looks like it's really gonna be fun. I mean, there's like a lot of action sequences in the demo that they're showing. Uh, one of which is like where he's like slinging on the on buildings, 
and he kind of like comes up to the side, like to the, the apex of a swing on a, on the side of a building, and he just starts running on the building. And right, I'm like, like yes, like give a me seamless that. transition too. It's like yeah, yeah, and he's so running it, like full sprint up the side of the building. Yeah, I, it, it bodes well. I mean, if they're able to, you know, make some bank off of this, hopefully we get like uh, more franchises seeing video game iterations. I'm and the weird thing about this for okay, so for for those that aren't aware. It's not tied to the MCU. So this is not a Spider-Man homecoming game. It has no relation to anything going on in the films. I think that's good, though, because they, that gives them a lot of open space to work in. They're not, uh, you know, they're not confined within a narrative that way. But it does, again, make me wonder, and we talked about this before when we were talking about Overwatch. Like, they, there haven't really been Marvel... MCU video games. This is true. Like at all. And it's just it's just kind of crazy. I mean, there was like Iron Man, I think, on the Xbox 360. And Iron Man 2, made by Sega. Those games were not good. They made a Captain America game that was pretty mm-hmm. fun for first Avengers. Or first Captain America First Avenger. That game was actually really good. That was pretty good. But that's it. No Ant Man, yeah. no Doctor Strange. Guardians. No Guardians? Yeah, no Guardians? I think there was a Thor game that was pretty terrible. Maybe that's why. Maybe because most of them have been terrible so far. Yeah. Marvel just sort of like, forget it. Like, it's too much trouble. Right. There's um, a lot of uh, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, for a, a big title like this, and if you're going to put a Marvel name on it, you want, like, almost AAA status of, like, development. Um, there's a lot of money to go into that. It's like a, it's, it's a little bit of a money pit because you only get one return on investment. You only get the person buying it that one time. Then, you know, after that, the video game goes to GameStop, maybe, and then it's out of the system for the, for the developer, for the, for the studio. Right. Um, There's not, like, I mean, a secondary market, like, with movies that go to right. Blu-ray and then home, you know, on demand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Overwatch. I mean, uh, you're not constantly having people like, oh, should I buy a loot box bundle or not? Uh, it, Overwatch has actually kind of figured out how to do this well, how to get, like, a really big... Um, I guess Blizzard has how to get really big franchises out there and keep getting some uh, some form of return, um, you know, without having to put out new games. Yeah, and just kind of building on the on the game that it's, that already exists. Mm-hmm. They really perfected that with uh, World of Warcraft too. I mean, yeah. Uh, so they've had a lot of practice with it. But regardless, the game looks amazing. Uh, a pun firmly intended. Um, uh, firmly <laughs> implant, uh, planted down. Uh. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I think even if I wasn't, just if I'm a, if you're like into comic books at all, or even just that kind of action adventure type yeah. game, it looks like it's going to be a great game. Sure. Uh, kind of in the in the realm, of, not that it's going to play the same, but kind of in the realm of like Uncharted, or maybe God of oh. War. You know, yeah. like just it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I guess that's it uh, for for Spider-Man. At least uh, we'll. I, oh wait, one last thing. My Uh-oh. one nitpick on the game is the costume design is really weird. He's got like a bunch of white oh, yeah. on his costume. I am not a fan of it. Um, but they interviewed like the the director of the game or whatever, the, one of the one of the designers, uh-huh. and they said that they just wanted to make something distinctive that was di- different from the comic book iteration <laughs> uh, or the movie iteration. And I kind of get it because there's a lot of Spider-Man kind of just out there in the world but they also did clarify that there are going to be skins right so like you could probably okay. you're going to be able to get like a normal skin for him or maybe like an iron spider skin or a scarlet spiders skin i mean there's so many costumes that he could yep. do um so that that's cool like I, I think as long as they at least give you the option at some point of getting the normal costume um i think it'll keep fans from from rioting about it. Yeah. I, I really hope they kind of nail down um, his personality. Because uh, it's easy to do like a superhero story. He's a bad guy. Go stop them. Uh, but the, nailing the personality is going to take like actual, uh, you know, clever writing. Right. Yeah, because he's, he's a very witty character, like, you know, in in his mythos. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of snappy comebacks and whatnot. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yep. Um, all right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, this one is not nearly as long as the last one we did, but I'm, I'm relieved because that last one, <laughs> it took a, that, that one took a lot out of me, man. 
you know. How do you? I doing that Wonder Woman recap. Whew. Uh, that was yeah. We made it. We, we made got it. there. We made it. Okay. Well, yeah, again, please let us know uh, who you think should play Carnage, what's going on with Marvel Legacy, uh, who would you have wanted to be the identity for War Thor? Yeah. Where, where is Junkie XL, and does he want the hands? Does he want the hands? I can tell you he doesn't want Chris's hands. <laughs> he does not want them at all. All right, until next time, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. So long, y'all.